0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's podcast. Um, uh, let's see, today I'd like to talk about, um, I don't know, there's an incident that happened. Well, it's been happening for a while here uh, involving some students, and um, I always worry about sharing too much information. Um, I think I can be able to share the information without giving away um you know, who it is or, or, or anything like that, because I won't be using anybody's names, um, which always makes things difficult because it's easy to get lost in this story. But, um, and I might not share everything. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'm dealing with a situation with uh, a group of students um, and they, uh, well, two in particular, at least. Uh, I think there's some others that are doing similar stuff, but it's two students in particular. Now, um, this is part of the struggle that we really run into when we're dealing with kids and, and uh, also with the ideas of whether or not change is a real thing um, and whether or not People can change if we have that belief or not, and whether they can change their minds or they're the same people from moment to moment. And I've already discussed how I feel about that. Um, I believe firmly that uh, the brain works in a way that you can change uh, a lot of a lot of things. It's difficult, um, you know, like you have certain things that are it feels pre-programmed and you could make a case that it's like a inherited kind of tendencies or whatever. Um, and I've heard, you know, some of the, some of the stuff about that. And to me, <clears throat> I believe that there's the neuroplasticity, I believe in the neuroplasticity of the brain. I think I'm using that word, right? I'm not trying to sound smart or anything like that, but uh, I do believe that people can be able to change how their brain is operating. Um, they can create new neural pathways. They can they can overcome a number of, of things, but it takes a lot of hard work and a lot of uh, brain, uh, a lot of, yeah, a lot of hard work to be able to change your brain. So with that in mind, with the idea that I believe that people can change, um, I have this situation where I have um, some boys that uh, last year they uh committed what I would consider a crime their um, their basketball players it was during the basketball season uh, they were disciplined through the school for it and then do, uh, we attempted to discipline. well we there was also an attempt done to discipline them through our athletic contract as well because um, an athletic contract it, it or Code of Conduct, it, it it stated what needed to happen, um, and it actually involved what it, what ended up happening in the end is, a, you know, this group of, of kids ended up assaulting a teammate, um, and I say assault because, you know, they jumped in, and um, which is pretty severe that's that's not something to be taken lightly now everybody including the person who got assaulted had been involved with something uh that was criminal nature and then they were all disciplined and kicked off the team and uh one of the boys moms went in and looked at the athletic code and saw that in the athletic code it talk it does talk about illegal activities but it specifically stated illegal activities um, that are done on campus. And because of that was able to appeal to the principal and the principal overturned the, um, overturned the discipline from the, you know, from those sports side of things, not the discipline for the school, but for sports. Um, but not everybody went in to do this, um, this appeal because a lot of the other parents, they felt that their kids got what they deserved and, and things. But what they felt was unfair was here is a victim of an assault who's not allowed back on, who's not going back on the team. And then the other people who did, you know, criminal behavior as well as the assault on this kid were still let back onto the team. And so that wasn't cool. And that was frustrating from a perspective of justice. Um, but at the same time, I understood why it happened. Uh, what I was worried about, and this is where we run into some issues, what I was worried about is what message we were sending to our students that were able to go back into... Um, into the team and to them it was like they they got away with it is the perception i think that they had and the reason i bring that up is because this year they did a similar kind of a thing uh it's a different crime but still did a crime it happened right next to the school they came back on campus and everything and they got they got disciplined uh we learned our lesson as far as the code of conduct for the uh um the code of conduct in the uh what's it called um yeah the athletic code of conduct we wanted to change it so it it it's not just illegal illegal activities performed on school campus but illegal activities period um and the kids went and did something they shouldn't have they knew it was wrong um and uh, so they got disciplined in this time got disciplined again, and they were they weren't allowed to even try out for basketball uh, There was an attempt to made multiple attempts made to be able to speak with the kids one on one as well as with their families um, and uh, the kids refused to talk to us, tell us their side of the story uh, they also wouldn't stick around and be able to listen to all the stuff that we need to explain. I use the word we, it's uh, really, it was, it, it's in, in our code of conduct. It's actually the af, uh, athletic director that may, has these conversations. I wanted to be there for them, but um, there were some conflicting conflicts and scheduling and stuff and we needed to make sure, but I myself actually tried to approach uh, some of the, some of them as well. And and got all kinds of attitude, which was sort of shocking for me, because um, they were angry, you know, and, uh, but the way that they treated me was not kind either, uh, and then after that, they just started hanging out in the halls the whole time, they were pressing issues that they didn't need to press, and acting terrible to, you know, our interim principal, and being disrespectful, like direct disrespect, Uh you know anybody walking up to them to ask them to go to class they'd basically just kind of laugh at you um which yeah uh and then they wouldn't do what they were supposed to be doing they're skipping a bunch of classes and just it, it. clearly things took a turn for the worse uh then we have um somebody who who knows the, the boys recognized that they recognize that they were going through a tough time, wasn't involved with the original incident at all. Um, and they ended up coming in and, um, and saying, Hey, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to try to advocate for you then, you know, if this is such an important thing for you and you feel like this is the reason why you don't have anything to, any reason to, to behave or whatever. I don't know exactly what was said. Um, but anyways, they, Excuse me. They um, they got somebody to be able to advocate for them. There was a meeting that was set up with the principal, but none of them showed. Uh, not only did they not show, they all skipped the period when it was supposed to happen, and so uh, that that was also disrespectful and the principal was agreeing to meet with them. You know, he didn't have to, uh, we were well past the what's inside of the code of conduct is you have to appeal within, I think it's five days of the decision. And, um, they didn't. So really we don't even have to listen to an appeal if they wanted to make an appeal. And so they fast forward to, they were working with this adult. I'm not sure if the adult suggested this or not, but they approached me in the hall and they were nice. They they asked kindly, you know, like, Hey, can we meet with you about our situation? And I had to kind of pull it out of them. Like what exactly situation? what exact situation? Cause there was a number of incidents that had happened. And, um, and they said, uh, you know, about basketball, and they wanted to be able to try out for the team and whatnot. And so I explained to them that, well, technically, you're supposed to, if you're talking about appealing the decision uh, that was made, uh, that according to the code of conduct has to be appealed to the principal. They asked if I could have the principal there. I said, well, oh, I can, but um, what I would suggest we do I can get together with you we can try to try to come up with a case for your appeal and come up with a plan that way when you go and present your appeal to the principal you're presenting it in a way that you know like it's going to be most likely the the, the most likely argument that you'd be able to make to be able to get uh get what you want and they seem fine with that um but This is, this is, this, this point right now is where, and they're, they're going to come in and see me. So this point right now is, is where an administrator gets caught a lot of times. One, you want to support kids, but two, you also want to be able to make sure that the, the, the rules that you have on the books are, um, that they're the rules, um, and overturning them, it, yeah, it, it causes all kinds of problems. Let's just say that much, okay? It causes all kinds of problems, because if I, if we overturn this for them, then we have to do it for everybody else. And then it basically makes this code of conduct totally worthless. Uh, there's another point here where the basketball team went out and they played their first game. Now granted it was against a 4A school, but they got they got beat pretty good. And um they they did a good showing from what I understand, but they did not definitely did not win. Um and so there's that aspect too where I don't want to send this message that oh because they're basketball players and they're pretty decent um, that somehow we needed their help and we're going to change, you know, like we're going to accept, <laughs> we're, we're going to look the other way, so to speak. That's not a culture I want to promote in my school. But also, you have to look at the individual students and is it fair? I don't know. So the fairest thing to do, obviously, is just to, just to keep, to uphold the, the rules that are on the books, the discipline that was already done. That's that's no problem for me at all. But what I wanted to highlight is me making that offer of, hey, I could sit down with you. We can work through the, the the code of conduct. And the way I see is that could serve two purposes. One, it shows that even though they've been acting the way that they've been acting, I'm still willing to help them. I worry about that as well because I don't want them thinking that they can just act the way that they were acting, and that that's somehow acceptable or normal. So I'll just name that when we start talking. And what I'll have to do is say, listen, you know, I recognize there's one or two possibilities of what's going on as far as my mind's concerned. Either um, you think that I'm some sort of soft person um, who doesn't have the will necessary to... Hold you accountable for what what you guys have done, um, especially since the incident and since the discipline, particularly how you've treated people and and stuff like that, uh, that somehow I'm this soft person. But I can tell you that I don't know whether you believe that or not, if that's your motivation. I really don't know. But what I can tell you is my motivation is I believe that you guys genuinely want this that you see this as something that you want and I'm gonna try to help you be able to get to it because that's, that's what I care about. And even though you've been rude to me or mean and um, even though you haven't been directly mean to me, uh, I have seen you guys laughing at me or being disrespectful towards me. Um, whether it was on purpose or on accident, I do know what happened but I'm a bigger person than that. I'm not going to be petty and I'm not going to sit here and make your life miserable just because I got my feelings hurt. So in my mind, that's a certain amount of strength and I'm more than happy to do that. So we'll get down to business. We'll go through all this stuff and then meet, and, and, and it'll serve two purposes when I, when I do that one, it names the problem. It names the issue that I might be dealing with. If they haven't even thought about it, they need to hear it. They need to know that you can't be doing that. You can't. And, and I might even go so far as to say, listen, there's a process. There's always a process for appeal. And because you guys acted the way you did in the moment, and I'm, I understand you were mad and everything, and you felt like you were being treated unfairly, but when you're getting when you feel like you're being treated unfairly, there's always a way to be able to handle it and just throwing up your hands, saying, I'm going to show him, and then you stop going to your classes and you start being disrespectful. What what lesson are you teaching? You're not teaching a single lesson. All it is is you're just damaging this relationship and finally something that you want happens. And you got to depend on those people's good graces. How are you going to be able to have those good graces because you went and did this and acted this way? So, in the future, I'd just be careful, you know, when you get in that kind of trouble and you feel like you're being treated unfair, sometimes it's better to just listen to what they're going to do, let them do what they're going to do, and then find that appeal process and just make that happen. Because if it's genuine, that you really feel like you're being treated unfairly, you need to have your voice heard through through the regular channels. And... Because they have to listen to you. And so I'll use that as a, uh, as a teaching opportunity. And then uh, we'll go through the code of conduct. And there is a spot in the code of conduct where they will take into consideration uh, willingness. Uh, well, first of all, self. Um, what is it? Self. Talent. Basically telling on yourself. Uh, and then also in cases that involve substance abuse and things like that is, uh, signing up for assessment and, um, and regular counseling, drug and alcohol counseling. And so I'll tell them, I don't think that they'll even consider anything unless you guys are showing that you're trying to get straight and trying to do things right. So unless you're willing to do that, I don't, I don't see a a big case that's to be had here. Are you willing to do that? And if they say no, I'll say, okay, so I'll still help you build your case, but understand that it's not very likely that it's going to, it's going to go anywhere. So, um, so yeah, let's get to work. And then uh, I'll go through the code of conduct and then that'll serve as a third lesson, which is really getting them to understand what's in the code of conduct, Um, which Yeah, they need to know anyways. So, this, I mean, these kinds of things happen and they're interesting problems because you're dealing with a number of unknowns uh, and you're trying to affect change for the youth, uh, but you also have a, a requirement to help teach them around how the world works, you know, like not everybody is understanding. Um, even in a school, not everybody's understanding. And you gotta be prepared to be able to know how to operate in a world that's like that. Uh, so, anyways, um, it's kind of a bleak outlook, but unfortunately, it's the way things seem to be. I've gotten a lot more, a lot, a lot. I've gotten a lot further with people being honest and being kind, being understanding, empathetic, than being retaliatory, petty, and angry. Um, I've never really tried that other side, but I've seen other people that have, and it doesn't look good. It does not end well. There's always conflict, uh, and it looks exhausting, and they always look angry and unhappy. So, if my goal is to promote this happiness idea, I got to figure out how to be able to reach these kids. And this is the best way I know how. Our cultures are very, very, very different. Um, but I need to make sure that they know how this world works and try to help them and help them understand this is, this is what you got to do when you get out there. So yeah that's today's podcast I'm not sure how how good I feel about this podcast um I don't know if this is the most sound advice or if I'm even thinking about this in the right way there's really no way for me to know Uh, nobody's as far as I can tell nobody's really listening so um yeah I don't even have a way to be able to ask the question um but I'd love to be able to start, so I don't know, I'll start working on that. Um, last bit I wanted to talk about, Gary V started to have a Gary V challenge that he's, he put out on his podcast where uh, he put out a deck. A deck, for those of you who don't know, is usually it's a PowerPoint slideshow, so a series of slides. Um, I haven't seen it yet but he talks about that deck and then, uh, challenging people to put out content every day and, um, doing a hashtag Gary V challenge. I think it was. So G A R Y V E E challenge. Um, and, uh, I believe that's what he said. Do I still leave you? Oh, excuse me. I apologize for the yawn. I need to still go watch the deck and And uh, figure out how I could be able to rise to that challenge. Um, He does talk a lot about putting out 85 pieces of content a day. Um, I don't mean to say that laughingly because I'm sure that it does something that'll get you where you want to go. I just... uh, I struggle with understanding how I'd be able to make that happen. 85 pieces is a lot of pieces. I also work in an environment where, um, you know, permission to be able to capture video is pretty important. And just throwing it out there would be difficult. So um, I recognize that those are just excuses. Um, I'm willing to try it if that's what his deck talks about. I imagine because usually with his uh, with his uh, learnings or his decks, there's a lot of how to involved inside of it as well. It's not just all hype. And so I'm sure that there's a clear pathway on how to be able to make it happen. And I'm I'm stating it now. I'm willing to to go look and see what I can do Uh, because I think it would be important. An important thing to try, you know. I can't. I mean, I don't complain as it is, but I especially don't want to complain. <laughs> I'd much rather just do and and uh, achieve the goals that I'm really trying to achieve. So, that's um, today's podcast. Uh, thank you for listening, and I love learning together with you guys. I'll keep. Uh, uh, I'll. S- See you tomorrow um, I'm going up to my parents uh, Because our car broke down while we were up there On Thanksgiving they live Pretty far away uh, We had to leave our car there and borrow theirs So It's finally fixed I could go up today And uh, woo, excuse me, And swap it out So I was figuring I'd just stay the night And hang out for a bit on Saturday um, And the reason I'm saying this is it. It might be a little bit later, publishing the podcast tomorrow. Um, <laughs> listen to me. I'm uh, acting as if I got an audience that's listening, but um, yeah, it's fun to pretend. Anyways, the uh, and for those of you who are listening, I appreciate it. <laughs> I just, yeah, I haven't spent a lot of time looking at the metrics, and I should spend more. Um, anyway, so it might come out a little bit later tomorrow. Um, but I still plan on doing one and, uh, thanks a lot for listening and I'll see you tomorrow. Bye.